Hello, and welcome to Amateur Attempts. Welcome back. Uh, thanks for listening. This is our second episode of Monday Moan we have going on. Once again, me and Dylan. Uh, this episode is in regards to the actual process of dating in 2020. Uh, what our thoughts on uh, our thoughts on the topic itself, and uh, also just kind of how it works, and what are the maybe best practices or people's mindsets behind it. Of course, uh, on the hopefully the tail end of coronavirus, but probably the most intense part uh, in winter. Uh, so just getting some thoughts on it. Just a fun little conversation for our Monday episode. I uh, hope you enjoy. Okay, Dylan, we are back with our second series, starting off with Monday Moan. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is our topic for today? Well, it's dating in 2020, uh, a.k.a. two balls deep in the Rona. Wow, that's a, that's an intense title, Dylan. Mm. That's an intense title. Mm, where to but start. But that does work. So we're almost done with 2020. Yes. So it'll probably apply to dating in 2021, exactly. one ball deep in the Rona on exactly. the tail end. Um, so you brought this up because um, you thought it was of note. What is your angle? Well, I think we're both in agreement that uh, with formal dating, I mean, even before the Rona, it was already interesting with uh, online dating. But now with the coronavirus, among other things, it has made us more dependent on basically social network dating than before. And I think that's causing people to have both a little social anxiety, but also just almost a deconstruction of, I guess, social cues and values, it seems. Mm. The, I guess the topic is social. Yes. For this, how it's changed. Oh, yes. Through the interactions we do normally with dating, uh, even to like our body language, mm. to gestures, stuff like that. Even really how we present ourselves in dress. I mean, now, you know, since everything can be through, through a computer, I mean, we've all seen the jokes of Zoom calls where professional on top, pajamas on the bottom, you know? Well, that's not a joke, Dylan. That's how people do business. <laughs> Every day. Every day. That's right. The high pair. So do you have an angle? Because I, I have, I have a, cur- a curiosity. Um for this is I'm curious if what what the what the process is or if people are actually doing uh, online dating to you know actual dating I mean we're all supposed to social distance obviously we know mm-hmm. that people friends and stuff are all still doing stuff that they can with different levels of safety depending on you know what their thought on it is um, but you think that's still happening and like how do you think that's transpiring with like the risk versus trying to you know get saucy and all that what do you think well I mean I think a lot of people do, I think there's a recognition that there's a risk. However, I mean, we've both seen in our small town as well as other cities across the U.S. You mean, that, our, uh, you mean our medium-sized town? We'll say medium-sized. In our small, medium, large, busy town. <laughs> that, um, you know, I mean, people are still, you know, restaurants, bars are still holding outside events, mm. which, you know, is kind of, you know, opposite to what they should be doing. But, so, I mean, imagine with a lot of these outside venues, there is still you know people meeting up you know to go on dates stuff like that but i guess really the question is is it the same is it not the same is there a stigmatism now mm. it does seem like you know well, even i got though, a question would you risk it Ooh, that's a tough one because i know, guess people are doing it or not but like what do you think with our risk levels which your risk level is nothing you're out well, there dying yeah, well, it's it's hard to say. I mean, for a person that's already had it, I don't think I want to risk. So you have had your balls it. in the Rona. Yes, just you know, full on, two balls deep in, squealing, quite literally squealing, oh, scared, boy. and then going to the hospital to get STD check. Okay, no, okay, and they were too afraid. <laughs> too they, afraid. Didn't, they didn't want to take your test. But um, um, so yeah. would you? 
Well, I think, you know, knowing from, you know, not only experience of my own, but other people's experience of having it, um, it, it is dangerous. So I, I wouldn't risk it personally. I can see why some people might just need that social, social interaction in person. Because, I mean, we all... It's also a lot to do with, you know, getting saucy with people. I don't know. You know, it's, it's Compared hard. to other men, we may be a little less inclined to be demanding that. Well, you know, from a psychological perspective, though, I mean, most people need some sort of form of social conversation or action to keep a healthy mind and body. mild companionship. So, you know, and, you know, online, you know, in terms of trying to communicate, let's say, through Facebook, you know, social media networks like that. It, Tinder grinder. Tinder grinder. Um, I mean, you know, it is conversation, but it's definitely different compared to as if you're talking like we are right now, you know, we're mm. next to each other. So, you know, it's a, it's a whole different atmosphere, a whole different vibe. Mm. I think that's why there's still a push, even though we're living the times of COVID-19, to still have some sort of form of... Can you outside. believe it's going to be COVID-19 2021? Yeah. Hell, far into 2025 <laughs> at this point. But, you know... Um, COVID-30. <laughs> I think, you know, most people do recognize some to some extent that it's one thing to live cautiously, but it's also one thing to live in complete isolation. Mm. And I think there's a fear that with COVID, with the lockdowns and everything, that there's this perception that everybody's going to live basically in their house, locked up. There is a, there's a, like a, a, a good amount of general mild depression, like blanketing. Yes. I'm sure we both felt it. There's just sort of a blanket, you know, on, on, on your, on your sort of, you know, your vibe to quote, yes. to quote the children's of the day. Um, that you know, it's just like everything is just tinged with just a little bit of sadness, harder hey, work. No more, bro. Hey, yeah. No more. We're shooketh. We're shooketh. We are shooketh. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I, I guess I'm, I'm sure people. Not everyone has adjusted to it, and just honestly, the word adjust is not fully accurate. I mean, we're just having to deal with it. Mm. I'm curious. Well, I mean, when you talk about social connection, we're obviously we're talking more so about dating in 2020 you think sort of both is happening like companionship in person versus well, also dating yeah so i mean it, it will if you think about dating right mm. i mean and companionship they kind of coincide with each other because mm. i mean i would imagine that most people when they date they want to find somebody that's not only physically attractive mm. but also mentally attractive where you know that compatible a, yeah exactly compatible um, able to hold their own conversation, stuff like that. So, and you know, I'm not really sure if you know that is uh, a factor that's really met or addressed online. That's why I think most people are still willing to risk it because they want that one to one interaction. Mm. They want to feel the person out because through a yeah. keyboard, it's relatively challenging. I mean, you know, you can look for certain things like, let's say, grammar. You know, like, mm. oh, they can't even, you know, tell the difference between there, there, or there, you know? And, you can you probably. Know, <laughs> tell their actual age by their vocabulary yes you can yeah they're so, saying that they ain't about no cap they're probably too young for you bro <laughs> yeah so would you agree yes, that, that's definitely a gimme but i i think yeah you see the point though it, it's uh in person is a whole different way to uh feel somebody out mm. per se you know now, i have another question how how do you see a person actually doing that so in person um how would you safely date? You know, how would you sort of safely... Do you think people are doing that or they're just kind of risking it? They're like, you know, we're not going to try and do everything we can to keep the distance with masks and stuff. Or I think they're going to say, ah, mask is good enough. Well, that's the funny thing. Forward. I think it really depends on where you go because, you know, both of us have more of a worldly perspective on most matters. And, 
you know, in the U.S., it seems that, you know, from the get-go, when we first, they talked about the lockdown, stuff like that, most people were pretty against it. Mm. You know, uh, they viewed it as the lockdown sort of, itself. Yeah, they viewed it as still some are, sort of form say. of yeah, they still are. Called, it goes up and um, down. They viewed it as some sort of form of like authoritarianism. You know, mm. basically some sort of like oh, this is a communist regime, and really it's a suppression of your freedoms exactly. per se. Exactly, and it's nuts. And I think honestly, I don't think people realize it is. It's based on science for the most it's, part. It's a this compromise is, for the greater good. Exactly. You know, um, and for a person so that's had other it, countries have had a much better luck with it. You yeah, know? and they've kind of managed to get back to normal. I mean, there's been waves. I mean, you think of like Norway, um, New Zealand, and such. They've been good examples. Well, of, Sweden, heard of me. I mean, there's there's all sorts so of different. Sweden, Sweden's kind of weird, actually. That was are, an interesting. But you know, Germany, and all day. this. There's all different perspectives. South Korea. Where they took initiative to essentially stop, you know, any new cases. And I granted, mm-hmm. you know, there's respikes because, you know, obviously you can't get everybody. But, you know, it just shows at least there was effort done. Mm-hmm. But they were basically able to go back to almost a state of normalization way before we were able to. Yeah. So that, you know, that's why I think, you know, with COVID, I think people are just paranoid also, partially, which ties to the day that things aren't going to go back to normal. Because even with the introduction of online dating, mm. I think that did challenge some people's ideas of what dating could be. It mm. made them think. It's like, well, if I could just date online, now I have options. But then, of course, those options are, uh, how to put this, a little half and half? A little like little... Christian Mingle? <laughs> Christian, exactly. The four farmers only. Like, yep. not only very niched, but also essentially, especially with bot technology and stuff like that, not only do you not know who you're talking to, but a lot of time it can just be a waste of time. If I think people, if their username is Big Dick 69 probably not meant to be married. Right. So I think with that, though, people get this kind of emptiness with online dating where, you know, they look to, you know, hopefully find somebody, but you're at not the end of the natural day. interaction. Yes. With, you know, you can look at their stats and that's the same thing with like the, like the Netflix effect where you have so much in front of you, you know, you're starting like to, to analyze the information in front of you to pick and choose. Whereas, I, I mean, I don't have a bunch of like multiple dating experiences to go off, you know, it's like a, like a sudden like bar interaction or something mm-hmm. like that. But I guess that could be part of the sort of charm of meeting someone is you, you never exactly know who they really are. Um, Until you meet them in person. There's just something you might get from them as you are walking by them or have a quick interaction and then that starts something. Exactly. Um, yeah, so that's... So that's the challenge, really, different, with yeah. dating. So I, I, I feel, in, you know, 2020, and really going on, say, 2021 and maybe beyond, that, uh, you know, with COVID, some of the challenge will be essentially not having, you know, deconstruction of social skills or abilities. Mm. And I think, you know... That's going to be a challenge that not only like ourselves, we might be able to face just trying to find friends maybe after this, because mm. it's always nice to branch out for other people to talk to. But for people who are looking for a more meaningful and intimate relationship, that's going to be a challenge. I think, and yeah, and I think a lot of people do, but they never, they don't take the steps because it is harder to actually take the risk and put yourself out there, I guess, traditionally, you know, but it's probably a little more confidence of people that's expected to just go out, meet people spontaneity things happen you know you take a risk um you know you go on a a trip or something with someone and you meet them um whereas now it all i mean i guess you could say that my thought with that is it's already a trend that was already happening right it is what you're making so i guess it's accelerating but i'm sure i'm not sure exactly yeah what direction per se because i figured it would be worse 
in actuality from our perspective of like mm-hmm. the actual idea of meeting people and dating and making actual strong connections mm-hmm. with people you meet versus just having friends or a partner. Um, cause I, I don't see, I mean, the amount of bullshit that goes on with, you know, Snapchat and people texting back and forth, leaving you on red. Like mm. I never, I never thought that would be an issue in my life and it's not my personal life, but I see it among my immediate group and I'm like, Oh boy, you're four what friends. Sh- you're like three of the left beyond red. Yeah. What childish games to you? Yeah. <laughs> um, they are. Yeah. I, boy, you I, went deep I, there, I found buddy. that out. I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's not something like I really deal with personally, but I see with other people in relationships, and it gives me a little bit too much confidence about my relationship because I'm like, I mean, honesty is key and just being yourself. Mm. But these games are back and forth. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I would definitely say it's accelerated. Um, I'm not in tune with what's currently happening with people in like my group because I don't have a large group of people in that process. But what do you think? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a excuse me. That's actually a really good point. <clears throat> you know, I think ourselves because we've already uh found people in our lives that are meaningful where they you know fit those relationships that we need to maintain a nice healthy social relationship mm. um so we're not really searching in our cases i mean myself i'm a little social birdie like i'm a little peacocker so i just oh, love meeting new people you're a shower <laughs> not a grower <laughs> all day oh um, boy <laughs> but um you know i think my so but even then my core base of friends i'm very close with i made meaningful connections so i feel overall as a person complete you know i mm. feel like that i found people not only that care about me but i care about them so mm. you know i'm able to not only have you know thorough intimate conversation with these people but i'm able to express myself you know in ways that you know, if I was honestly isolated, probably would eventually demand mm. mental illness. I mean, you know, because well, yeah. it's, it's been proven that, you know, when people live in states of long-term isolation or depression, it changes their brain, their mind. Yeah, well, you think see, of the, like, the social, which I've, I'm kind of an anxious person, so I felt a little bit, but, like, the anxiety of calling someone. Yeah. You yeah. know, versus just texting back and forth with some crush. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's something that is, like, a real issue and can prevent like natural progression happening because it seems like it's always games of you're still trying to put up that front you know because you have that barrier of the internet you're not in person people don't see your you know your body language or your social cues mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't develop social cues i guess now we'll see you know we'll see give it 20 years right um but yeah that that's sort of the the direction i see right that makes sense oh no absolutely um i think though actually to touch up on that um with like social cues and stuff like that um it's gonna be interesting to see exactly how people interact even beyond because i graduate we are talking about particularly dating but you know in general i guess to even initiate dating because now it seems like especially you know not to get too deep into it, but hookup culture you know which actually the the two factors that really i guess no, are don't, affecting, don't don't there are no limits there are no limits <laughs> The two factors of dating uh, in 2020, you know, up to this point, I mean, have basically been two main things, you know, of course, COVID too, but the two main parts of it is social media and hookup culture. Mm-hmm. You know, both have been regarded as destructive to normal dating or normal, mm-hmm. normal dating standards. And I think, honestly, COVID probably just, as we talked about earlier, basically accelerated exponentially. Mm-hmm. So It really complicates the pool of, you know, trying to... I mean, dating itself, you know, it's it's still nervous. Oh, it's already partners. hard as it yeah. is. You just made it harder, you know. Yeah, because you, know. <laughs> you got all these things to worry about, and you're always trying to, like, push your risk or see, like, oh, is it worth it? I mean, this person is obviously going to be possibly longer than COVID. This could be a partner, but maybe not. And then, you know, there's a risk, and then suddenly 
you might be affected by something to do with COVID. You'll mm-hmm. probably recover, but there's also, you know, there's always a chance, you know, things complicate. Right. And right? it does help. I mean, I don't know lately if you like even watching your Facebook feed, stuff like that. And now, Dylan has been on Facebook in three years. Nice. Well, you know, take, I would but, say for our viewers, take everything of a great assault, by the way. If that's you why see you an article, me the memes. <laughs> yes. I'm the creator of the meme-dom. Um, but I tell you everything with great assault. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because even though some of these statistics I don't believe where, it, like, I was reading some where it's like, you know, towns in, you know, Cincinnati, for example, you know, approximately one in every hundred people die from COVID because of these sudden spikes, you know? Mm. Or there's some sort of wedding that happened up in Washington where it was a larger wedding, a few hundred people. Super then, spreader event. Cool. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I think when people see that, it makes them even more fearful. Like, they were maybe comfortable with doing the whole outside Dining experience, stuff like that. To like reasonable get, precautions. Yeah, get back to some sort of normalcy. But then when they see stuff like that, it just makes them more scared and more isolated. Because being Facebook, that, that algorithm is going to spit out the extreme end, which like perfect example of a dumb idea. Yes. But once again, misinformation probably made that happen anyway, especially mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, so I guess you could say like a person's normal train of common sense thought could be just, you know, derailed from mm. the, you know, the effect of social media is just making more and more intense, concentrated information that's in the wrong direction. Well, even more deeper than that, I mean, can you imagine an example back to that wedding? You know, going to that wedding, because, you know, it's kind of known people meet people at weddings normally. You know, can you imagine meeting somebody there, a potential partner, and then a week later you found out that, you know, your uncle died because maybe the person you met spread it Mm. to him? Mm. I mean, can you imagine that not only as a date killer, but also just makes you rethink life itself it's self-reflection it is because extreme you, you're all you're all part of the chain yes so that's why i'm very curious as to i guess the long-term effects of not mm. only covid but as our segment you know portrays dating in 2020 balls deep in the rona that's right you think that concludes it oh i think so i think we made the points but yeah you know feel free to give us feedback too as well we'd love to hear from our viewers eventually yeah. and We'll probably do a return to this 2021 to see if there's any changes. But otherwise, thanks for listening. Take care.